Hi, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for supporting this podcast on the Corolla Digital Network. Everyone here at Corolla Digital is very proud of the shows that we put out every week and are excited about the future of our network. However, a patent troll is threatening that future by suing us. We need to fight back and beat the troll down. If we go down, all the other shows on the other networks you've grown to love are going to go down next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll to donate and find out other ways that you can help beat the patent trolls. Thank you and mahalo. This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. I would like to welcome a new sponsor of the show, PetFlow.com. PetFlow.com is the most convenient place on the web to buy pet food. They have free shipping and scheduled auto delivery, so no more trips to the store. PetFlow.com features more than 100 health-conscious pet supply brands for customers to choose from. If you're tired of always forgetting to pick up your pet's food or adding a 30-pound bag to your shopping cart when doing your food shopping, or if you hate lugging that bag over your back and making a special trip out of the house for your pet food, go to www.petflow.com slash bestfriend and start saving time and money today. They offer a very convenient way to schedule your pet's food and have it shipped free right to your door. Make sure to visit petflow.com slash bestfriend every day because they do daily doorbusters with prices as low as a penny penny. Go to, go to PetFlow.com today. Give it a try today and get 20% off your pet's favorite food and more. Make sure to support the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. That's my show by going to PetFlow.com slash best friend and make a purchase today. Once again, that's PetFlow.com slash best friend to start saving money and time, which we all could use. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen, and I am here with the one and only Jason Nash, comedian, writer, director, comedian. Oh, I said that one twice. It's okay. Of the new film, Jason Nash is Married. Yeah. How's it going? It's going good. Just blazing around, trying to... Bit the word out there. We're number forty-two on iTunes. Congratulations! Yes, thank That's you. Up from because you tweeted a little while ago. Up from like, forty-three. <laughs> well, this is how it starts. Yeah. Um. So you just had your premiere last night, and then the night before was also like a function for the movie. And I'm sorry that I did not make it, but look, here I am seeing you today. It's great. How did it go? Oh, it was great. Really fun. Just great to see. Um, there's so, so many people in the movie and just great to see that their stuff worked. Like Paul Tompkins plays a therapist. I love, yeah, I loved everyone in it. And we were just talking about like, I didn't realize how good he was until you see it on the big screen. You're like, oh wow, he's really, mm-hmm. he's really, really good. So I really, really like the movie. Um, oh, it's, good. is it Comedy Central's first movie? Yeah, it's their first movie and it's digital and you, you have to, the only way you can get it is through iTunes and Amazon and Vimeo. So you have to buy it and, um... It's a total experiment because I, um, I I have like a bit of a social media following. You have like eight hundred forty nine thousand followers on Vine, which I is says more than a bit. So they were they were willing to bet on me to say, "Oh, let's see if it works. Let's see if you know people 
will find out about it that way. Because I'm not a name, and I've never had like a Comedy Central special or I've been on a TV show or anything. So uh, we're seeing if it works, and um, I don't know. It's well, weird. So it's fun. I, I do, I do want to ask about Vine and all that in a second. Yeah. But first, I just wanted to, to say that I think that some people hearing that Comedy Central is getting behind a movie might expect it to be slapstick or something like that. And yet the movie – and I, I loved it. And the trailer sells it that way. And yeah. my husband loved it as well. It's really – it's so funny, but it's really kind of melancholy. Yes, it's very sad. I'm a sad person. Are you? Yeah, I mean, I like to laugh, but I I'm go back and forth. So I just wanted to make something that um, was was funny, but also had a heart and had meaning and, and was trying to say something. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad you liked it, and I'm glad you liked that part of it. I know parts of it are sad, sad. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's my first movie, so it's very like you're just, you're just kind of stabbing in the dark. And then you watch it. It's also been done for a year, and I've been waiting oh, really? around. Yeah, so I watched it last night, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty. Well, that's pretty dark. That's pretty <laughs> sad." And I guess I was really in a dark place then. But I think it'll resonate with people. I mean, I, I think that so. it's it's not it's not sad and not relatable. Like it's very relatable what's going on. So it makes me wonder though, how much is it autobiographical? I mean, obviously most people play themselves in the movie. Um. It's not all of it's a lot of it's made up, but like my wife really is into her house, and I'm, <laughs> and I really could care less. So in the movie, yeah. Busy Phillips plays your wife, and she's all about the tile and redecorating and whatnot. Yeah, and I've and I really certainly have messed up interviews. Like there's a thing where I mess up a job interview really badly with Nick Swartzen, <laughs> and I've certainly been that guy that seems to fall under pressure and just like not be able to deliver in those moments mm-hmm. and so yeah i just thought that was a funny thing and so so yeah i would say some of it a lot of it's not but i mean the movie starts with you maybe not but really early on you explain that you guys got separated right and you, you know you see you moving out it did any of that happen uh got close but no no and i don't know if i should Reveal that or not? I guess I just did, but oh, I think you should. Is that okay? Yeah, okay, yeah. Because I don't know if it ruins it you for mean, people or oh, but it's fine. It's fine. It's, we already said it. Let's just be honest and okay. say what it is. I mean, yeah. here's here's the truth. The truth is that I spent the last ten years like in my wife's shadow. Because your wife is a TV exec. She's a TV executive. Where does she work? She works for Sony, and she works for a really great writer named Sean Ryan who mm-hmm. wrote The Shield. And a bunch of other things. And uh, so I would just kind of always be in the background, like going to her parties and her functions. And that's what the movie's about. It's about when you fall in love with somebody and you're, you don't really know who you are yet. You lose yourself. There's a line in the movie, which is like a couple lines like that, where, you know, I say like, you know, there's, there's um, the secret to a great marriage is, you know, um, one person eats shit over and over again. And the other person soars like a bird. And that was, you know, that to me, I think. That was great last night because when it said that you could see the couples in the room and one of them is out there having an exciting life and the other one's like putting the animal down at the vet. And um, so that was good. I thought that was it. The movie was it was more relatable than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I guess so. Uh, How do you and your wife meet? We met. I sold a show, a sketch show with my partners and I like secretly fell in love with her. And we couldn't tell my partners. So we were sneaking around for a while. And I think she liked that. <laughs> I think uh, she found that to be 
she seemed to tell everybody that. I was like, I don't know if you want to tell people that. It seems kind of <laughs> why, deceptive. Why, why did you have to keep a secret? Well, like, I guess because when we were handing the scripts in, I guess they, we thought that, well, she, she's going to favor me oh, in right. terms of who gets more lines. It didn't happen that way at all. My partners were very controlling, and they, uh, <laughs> they, they were great, but they definitely drove the ship. I'm always a very meek personality. I'm always the person that's like, let's all have fun. Let's all get along. Uh, so... Um, but yeah, so that's how we fell. We fell in love that way, and then you know, I, I wanted to be a, a comic, or I didn't. I wanted to make movies, but then I just sort of fell in love with her, and I didn't. Like she was a little bit older than me, and I didn't necessarily want to get married, but she did, and I thought well, she's such a great person that I can't, you know, I can't let her go. You know, what's the age difference? Four years. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, all right, I gotta do this and then i certainly was like oh but i never never what i just never i wasn't ready how old were you when you guys got married i think i was like 29 so and i know that that's plenty old to get married well but i'm just slow you know i'm just a late bloomer i I think guys are really slow i just got married it's my husband's first marriage and he is 40 so i see, see i think that would have been much better for me um so um yeah and i just think guys mature so much slower. Well, I think, and also, don't you think that there's this whole, like, I got to, there's all this stuff you want to do before settling down. And if you settle down before doing it, then it creates this, like, wanderlust inside, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So much so. Or you say to yourself, you're like, hey, I can go open for someone in New Jersey. And your wife's like, well, no, we can hang out all weekend and go to a movie. <laughs> and you're like, okay, okay. And, 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 you know, it's the wrong choice, but when you're in love with somebody, it's like real easy to just say, oh, I don't need that. I don't need a career. I'll just hang out. And a lot of people are good with that. Yes. There's that scene in the movie where you're talking about having a friend who never comes to visit you anymore because his wife is afraid that. That's a true story. Really? Yeah. So. the story is that his wife is afraid that in in the course of driving to your place, she'll hit a deer. <laughs> and you're like, it doesn't even make sense. But it he just agrees to it and he's okay with it. Yeah. It's really it, it really interesting for me because I I just got married just a few months yeah. ago. Yeah, oh, congratulations. Thank you. But for the longest- Where did you get married? Uh, Santa Barbara. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very good for you. Thank yeah, you. the best. For the longest time, people would say, how's married life? And I would say it's exactly the same. Yeah. Because it was. Because we were already living together. We already knew- you know, the, you're the one that I want to be with for the rest of my life. We want to have kids together, all of that. So really nothing tangibly changed for the longest time. Only recently have I started realizing the way in which things are changing. And for us, it's that I think that for a while, maybe somehow before, there's always just a little bit of I'm just holding a tiny bit of something back versus <laughs> now it's like there's this constant back and forth between putting all my cards on the table then realizing I don't want to have a fight and I don't want to be an asshole. And I'm st- it's that thing of like, this is fully me. No, I'm still trying to be on good behavior because I'm trying to get along with you. No, this is what I feel. It's like this toggling. Oh, and yeah. so there's a lot more things are, you know, it's fine, but there's a lot more conflict suddenly because I think we're both like really trying to really be fully honest and like really, it's like now we're really dealing with the shit of like, who are we? What do we want? How are we working together? And it's, kind of intense it's so intense and you know we grow up being told that we have to get married and um like i you know my 
people, I always complain about my kids and people go, uh, well, why do single people go, why'd you have kids? And who, <laughs> you know, who told you to have kids? I, I said, everybody, yeah. everybody told me to get married and have kids. And, um, I just think it's really, uh, I mean, I, I would, I would, I would say it's an outdated institution. You can say that. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> it is, but it, it's, you know, it also works in a, in mm-hmm. a, in a, um, it does, it can work as a, as a business. And so, uh, and I love her. I love her so much and I love being with her, but certainly God, I go back and forth all the time of like, you, yeah, 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 no, no. And then just like, all right, all right. I just do, just let's do what you want so we can be at peace. Well, is there, she booked a trip to, she just go, wants to go to Ojai on July 4th. Ojai is nice. It's so hot in Ojai. <laughs> I've been on July 4th. It's miserably hot. We live in California. Yeah. There's a million coastal cities you could go to. And it's just done. Yeah. It's just done. We're going to Ojai. She wanted a dog. Our dog died in April. I have a golden retriever. We had a golden retriever. The dog followed me everywhere. It was mm. a lovely dog. And I'm a, I, I do love dogs. But I didn't like the shadow of a dog all yeah. the time. She went out and got another dog. I said, please, can we not get another dog? Can we wait? Got another dog. So it's um, – she's – She's exactly like busy in the movie. <laughs> She's just like wham, 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 and that's impressive. I think and it's kind of cool to have someone driving all the time. Right. That can be great. You go to Europe and someone has the day figured out. This museum, this cafe, this uh, you know uh, shop. Mm-hmm. It's great. But then other times you're like, <sighs> you know, is there d- does. Do you guys compromise or do you find that usually you acquiesce? Cause she- well, you get in this situation. Now we do compromise, but we got in this situation for a long time where I wasn't really making any money. And so you tend to do this thing where you're like, you, you get meek. You're like, okay, we can go do that because you worked all week and it's Saturday and Sunday. So yes, you can leave for the entire day and I'll watch the children because you were working all week. Right. It does sound fair in my head, but meanwhile... I'm watching the kids for eight hours on a Saturday ready to blow my brains out. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just not, I don't know, I'm crazy. I, I have mania <laughs> and I'm bipolar and I'm just like doing the best I can. And I spend a lot of time with my kids and I do. And I'm a good father. I really am. But, uh, yeah, you just get in that mode. I don't know if you've ever been in that. You're probably, you're both, you both work? We both work. Yeah, so you're on equal footing. Yeah. Um, and we don't have kids yet. So, I yeah. mean, right now we're, and this is part of what we're working out. Like, we still... I feel weird talking about this, but I've already talked about it, so uh, here I go. Financially, we still have everything separate, and we're just trying to – it's so new that we're still trying to figure out how does this even work. We had financial separate. We still have financial separate. I mean I can take money out of our account if I want, but we still have separate But you must have have a joint account, right? Like we don't even have I don't that. I think we do. Really? So then when yeah. you, so then do you, I think she likes to like spend what she wants to spend, like buy a nice pair of shoes and not have to like – run it by anybody because i'll see her bike bring things home right she's like it was 1600 but i got it for eight <laughs> and you're like ah what that, that 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 what yeah not that much i sound like an asshole but you know honestly no, like know 800 and she got brought it for four and it's like well that's still crazy right yeah see i i'm like we should because we we're you know, we want to like buy a house and all the do. We want to do all the stuff, and I'm like, we should be on the same page financially. Is, is one of you the brakes? Because neither of us are the brakes. The brakes, meaning the one who's like, let's not go nuts. Yeah, I. This is actually something we've been talking a lot about. 
He would say we're both the same in that regard. And I think probably that's true. However, he doesn't want to go insane over worrying about money. He's made that very clear that like money and people controlling each other with money has just been too big a part of his life and he uh, and his extended you know like life's too short to be that I way. I get that. I totally get that, but I what I hear is so therefore I'm not going to try my best to like maximize my money and all this and then no. I, and so in that way I'm the brakes a little brakes. more in that I'm willing to try to find ways to, you know, pinch pennies or whatever. Like I'm willing to spend a little more time doing that. Yeah. But I think that I have this outsized sense of how much I need to do that. Yeah. So it's like it's creating, I mean, just a tiny, tiny amount of friction. But I'm like, you know, we should be on the same page. We should we should get on a plan. Da, da, da. And I think he's oh. kind of like, um, I don't want you seeing my credit cards. St- I don't I don't want to be that open mm-hmm. about all this yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same thing. He doesn't want to run it by you. Right. But yeah. and I'm like, you're not running it by me. I just want I just want us to be a team and yet I know that he's like quit yanking my or like like I don't uh want you to be inspecting every decision I make. And I'm like that's not what I'm trying to do, yeah. but it, yeah, it's this stuff's hard and for me at least no one ever explains how to do this. Like this is the stuff no. that all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, "Oh, this is now this is what marriage is." And my I parents guess. my parents were a mess. They had no money. My father left. I'm not left, but I mean it, it was a mess and I I still don't know. Where did you do grow it. up? I grew up in Boston in the suburbs and um I was the only Jew in like a town, a weird Christian Catholic town, mm-hmm. and um, I was fat. And uh, I was fat. You were yeah. so fat. And being fat is the it worst. It stays with you for a long time. Oh my God. I mean, you know, you walk by a refrigerator and it's over. <laughs> Everything comes back. <laughs> I used to eat a box of rice pilaf every night. Rice pilaf, wow. Yeah. And um, But you know, my wife and I, that was something funny that came out in therapy. She was like, she was right. She goes... She was, what came out was like, she's like, well, I'm the fuck up and she's the straight one. You know, she's the responsible one. She's like, I'm not the responsible one. I've never been, I'm, I'm the one who's discombobulated. So I'm forced and it's really hard for me to be the one on top of things. Cause I'm not naturally that way. Like, oh, that's so interesting. She just feels like she has to, because... she has to, cause I'm that much of a screw up. <laughs> so I'm trying to do more. Like I have to, she left for New York. I have to pay three bills and I'm like, oh God, I have <laughs> I have the money to pay them. I just have to physically write the checks. Right. Yeah, and that's now hard for me. How come? It's hard to mail a letter, man. I just think that's an impossible task. I don't like dealing with paper, so I sort <sighs> of get that. Find the address. Find a pen, an envelope, a stamp. Yeah, the hardest part of- Find a mailbox to put it in? Oh, that's like 10 things. The hardest part of college for me was physically the applications, dealing oh. with that. And then like if you want to take a break in the midst of applications, just leaving it out. Well, I would want to leave it out. I don't know. Yeah. I prefer Twitter. Oh, <laughs> you if you prefer could, Vine. If you could pay a, a bill with Twitter. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be great? You could just tweet in. Publicly. Yes. That would be perfect. <laughs> I know. Speaking of, of things that are digital, which we are talking about, um, I recommend Hulu Plus for my listeners. You guys know Hulu. Hulu Plus is so much more. And we talked about The Shield earlier. Mm-hmm. The Shield is one of the many, many shows that you can find on Hulu Plus. Also, At Midnight, which you can see me on recently. And I know that you and the cast of your movie was just on. Um, with Hulu Plus, you can watch current seasons of your favorite shows like Modern Family, The Daily Show, and Scandal. 
Gary, how far along? Wait, no, you finished Scandal, right? I finished Scandal, but I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not proud of that. I did realize that I still have a season of Revenge that I've been avoiding. Oh, oh. my God. Scandal and Revenge. Yeah. He likes uh. all the good shows. Well, he also likes The Shield. Well, That's I'm also, like, but then again, like, I do like really good shows. Like yeah, you're just a TV and... file. You're just yeah. a TV file. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Absolutely. I get it. You watch everything. I recently cut the cord in my, like, apartment, so I don't have cable anymore, so I've just been living off Hulu Plus, so I've just been binging anything I can find. That oh, that's great. Decent. It's terrible, but awesome. You also get ad-free movies and kid shows, too, and the thing with Hulu Plus is you can watch, um... As much as you want, whenever you want, on your computer, smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, PlayStation, pretty much any streaming device you already own for just seven ninety nine a month. Get your shows anytime, anywhere. And right now, you guys can sign up at HuluPlus.com slash Allison or click the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com, and you get two weeks full access completely free, which is a whole extra week more with this special offer. So sign up at HuluPlus.com slash Allison or go to the HuluPlus banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com, and then um, they'll know that... I sent you, and then they'll love me, which is really kind of the point of it all, isn't it? Okay, so back to you, Jason Nash. So you grew up in Boston, mm-hmm. family, your Not, parents were fuck-ups, you said? Well, no, they, they, they were good people. My father wouldn't keep a job, and um, he was, like, too good to have a job. And he had, like, a lot of money at first, and then uh, someone killed his partner. Oh, wow. They, like, borrowed money from the mob. and uh, What kind of business were they it's like in? It's a furniture business, and it was really good. And, um, and they had a lot of money. And then once that happened, they had no money. And so that just sort of, sort of stuck with me, this like bit of failure and uh, self-doubt and just knowing this stuff could be pulled away at any time. Right. And so I never was really into material things. And just uh, so when I met my wife and she wanted to like fix up a house, I was like, it's meaningless to me. I can walk out the door tomorrow and, you know. Now, do you th- is that truly how you feel or is that sort of a position you adopted, do you think? If that question even makes sense. That's a good question. Let's see. Because I know that I'll take a stand. Like, I've taken this this somewhat ridiculous stand before um, that I hate architects. Right. <laughs> because to me, it just seems... And the whole thing is it has to do with having been fat growing up. And I feel like <laughs> it's just it should just be what's inside that counts. And somehow I care... I take oh, yeah. that ethos... I extend it so far that it's like it should just be what's inside the building that counts. Oh, my gosh. I was wondering how you're going to connect those two it's things. It's insane, though, Wonderful. because I love a beautiful street and beautiful buildings. So yeah. it's like – and I love art, you know, and I love things that are pretty. So it doesn't really I think, work. I also think that we're like comedians, and I think that's our – that's our architecture. Yeah. You know, we create little jokes and things, and, you know, you do a radio show, and you're like – you know, it has its ebbs and flows and it's like a piece of art, you know, and I said this here and he said that there. Right. And, um, and most people don't have that or do that. So they put it into how they decorate their house, which is fine. And it's Mm -hmm. great, but it's their way of expressing themselves. Um, how fat were you? Um, I wasn't, it was pretty hefty. I I was was, big. Yeah. Big and weak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I wasn't like big and also a wrestler or anything. Yeah, you weren't like good at softball. No, I was the I was the fat kid all throughout school. Did you and lose then it in high school? I lost it in high school, and then I gained it back in college. Oh, and terrible. then I I don't even think I no I started dieting. The first diet I went on was the summer in between fifth and sixth grade, and I lost twenty pounds. And then I gained it back in seventh, and then I lost it again between seventh and eighth. And then it was like up and down in high school. I was pretty big in college, lost it again. And then I would say probably the heaviest, I was probably like 200 pounds. And then I lost it again. And then I've kept it off since then. It's been sort of 
like the the bulk of it, um, I lost uh, not like not super duper slowly, but but then it's been kind of just going down as I've because I mean now it's like every day I'm it's just on my mind all the time. What, yeah. How was it for you? I lost it in um, college when I got friends, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and I just didn't want to be fat anymore. But it's so silly that we were fat because. If our parents knew anything about food, it would have been real easy to lock me in the, my room or lock the refrigerator at night. But they weren't. They were Jewish and Italian. And they were like, you know, oh, more, more. I love yeah. you so much. More, more. And like compensating for the fact that we like were kicked out of our house with plenty of food. And it's just not that way. And my mother comes to visit now. And I'm like, let's not eat a lot. Let's mm-hmm. just. And it's still that way. She's still pushing. Yeah. Do you have siblings? I have one sister. Uh, she's gay. She lives in Boston. She's an incredible person. And I certainly, like, uh, I just watched her be gay growing up. That was also hard, too. So I was like, she was, like, really, really ostracized. And so it was, like, crazy. It was, like, a, not a fun childhood at all. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Um, at what age did your sister come out? Or how old were you when that happened? She came out so late. And then we, like, all knew. Oh, you you did? Yeah, but we never said anything. We were just, like... Oh, that's your friend. That's your friend. Yes. Well, we love your friend. And your friend is, your friend Samantha is welcome Thanksgiving anytime. And so finally, I think I was like 21. She was like 25, 26 when she came out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, things were different then. Like, right. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that. I sound so old, but like, remember Will and Grace? I, I sure And people do. were like, oh my God, it's two gay guys in a show. <laughs> right. Well, Three's Company. Yeah, I mean the big thing, the big joke was that didn't he tell the landlord, Mr. Furley or Mr. Roman? Yeah, but he that, wasn't really, so it right. was okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. God forbid. Yeah. Um. So, at what age did you realize that you wanted to be a comedian? I think I always wanted to be. I was just afraid to say it. And then when I was in the sen- my senior year of uh, college, I got a, a job at Saturday Night Live, and I just oh, start, right. I just started working there. Writing for Norm. I was like working for Norm and like trying to get update jokes on the air, and I go like you know, and it was uh, it was great. I mean, he's like to me, he's the funniest person that I ever worked with, and I learned the most from. Did you know Josh Gardner? I do. I love Josh Gardner. Were you guys there at the same time? We were, and he was he was always hilarious and excellent. And I remember people, we were the same age, and people taking to him much more than me. Oh, really? Yeah, like the guys like Norm and Sandler, and of course, like I know that. He had a big thing. With, um, he did stuff with Adam and Jimmy. And, and I remember being like, fuck. And Josh was super nice. But I was like, God, they like him better. <sighs> they like him so much better than me. Well, that's so interesting. There's, I made a note of it, but I think that I have the, the words wrong. But there's a part very early on in the movie where you're talking about how – and you're going to have to correct me with the language. There's like a voice in your head that tells you you mm. don't deserve to be part of society. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, or? That's it. yeah, that's it. Oh, I did get it That's right exactly there. right. Talk, can you talk about that? Yeah, I just don't. I just, I just never think that I'm. Do you feel this way? Like you never think you're worthy of something? Yeah. I guess you're like, oh well, why would I be making the money I should make? Or I always take less money for stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's okay. I'll do it for this amount because we're friends. Or just anything, you know. Go to a party and you don't. And then do you have a lack of confidence? Maybe it comes from my like father or something. I mean, when I went to therapy and they were like. I do this thing. I do this thing when I'm talking about myself that I get really self conscious that the person doesn't want to hear. Oh, I totally want to well, hear. You, but I do this thing where I'm like, oh, they're 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 tuning out. They're yeah. tuning out. Wrap it up. 
wrap up the story <laughs> about yourself. And my therapist was like, well, did, your father did that, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, he did do that. I would be in the middle of a sentence. I'd be like, hey, so I got a good grade uh, at school. I got good grades. Oh, Let gosh. me tell you about the grades that I got. He does do that. He like railroads the story. And you're like, oh, yeah, great. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm trying so to explain. So he's kind of a one-upper, your dad? Yeah, he's just, he's just, he's great. If you were friends with him and you wanted to hang out with him, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's the man. <laughs> you know, captain of the football team kind right. of dude. But as a father, you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm not like him. He's really macho. And so all through going up, he's like, you're going to play football? I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> really? You're not going to play football? He was really good at football. Like he, mm-hmm. had, he like, uh, had a tryout with the Patriots. Oh, wow. And, uh, and I was like, no, I do not want to be hit. It sounds, <laughs> sounds horrible. Yeah. Being hit? And I was fat, and he was like a physical specimen. Right. It was a, just a, a mess. One time, one time he fed me lunch on a Saturday, and I was like, all right, cool. And then like f- uh, 15 minutes later, I went into the refrigerator and I made celery with peanut butter mm-hmm. and, I like, and I was literally like seven years old and he came back in and he's like we just ate <laughs> we just ate what are you doing and I said uh, I'm uh, I'm making it for later like that and he was mm-hmm. like no you're not you're not making no one makes it for later no seven-year-old right prepares snacks for so later. did he take it away from you or did he just make you feel bad about it I think he let me have it and I ate it and stuffed my feelings yeah yeah this is so sad. This is the saddest podcast now. See, sometimes my sister and I will talk about things from our childhood, and then she'll be like, why didn't they have us talk to someone? Like, yeah. like I remember in second grade, the teacher pulled me aside to ask if I could see the blackboard okay because I was blinking. I, said, I, don't, hard, I almost don't even want to talk about it because I'm afraid it'll like set in again, this nervous tick. I was yeah. blinking really hard. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and it's like, no, I could see fine. I actually, I've always had 2020 vision or even better than that. I'm superhuman. I have, mm-hmm. I have very good vision, yeah. but it was just like a classic nervous tick, you yeah. know, see talking about it. Like I'm becoming super self-conscious of everything on my face, but my sister and I'll talk about that. And it's like, well, why didn't they have us see a child psychiatrist or something like that? But then I think that there was, they didn't want us to feel different or uncomfortable yeah. in a way. So yeah, I, I that, think it yeah. would be hard as a parent. I don't know. So so every time you look at the blackboard, you'd tick out? You'd, you'd like, it, I just went through a phase in second grade where I did yeah, it. Yeah. And then it would happen at home? I don't think it happened at home. I think it was just in class. Maybe or were, maybe it did happen at home as well. Were you fat then? Yeah. yeah maybe you were just nervous about being surrounded by kids and right i think also my mom's parents both died within a few weeks of each other around that time and so i think that there was or it was a little bit before but there was this all sorts of i just think i didn't i think everything felt rocky at home and i think it was just i was just stressed out yeah Um, did you have an okay upbringing it was okay. I mean, I've got I've got my issues. Your parents together? <laughs> They're together. And you know, I don't I don't like hold grudges with anybody. Like I love my dad. I love my mom. They're fantastic. I love them so much. But going through it at the time was like, oh boy. I didn't enjoy childhood. That's for sure. No, 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 no. It was all about like putting the fire out. Like everything's great. Yeah. Oh no, no problems. Sounds yeah. good. I mean, you know, like I, I was like a young. I was like an adult when I was like nine. How was your day? Oh, fantastic. Wonderful. I'm going to go watch cartoons. Right. You know? Yeah, I always felt more comfortable with 
adult than with my peers, probably. Yeah. So many, so many problems that you didn't want to make any more problems. And David Spade has a great joke about that. He goes, uh, he got hurt really bad in high school, and but not health insurance hurt. So his mom was like, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Love that. Um, okay. So you said that you realized that you wanted to be a comedian early, but you didn't like feel like you could say it. Yeah. I told my parents and they were like, oh, you're not funny. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't. <laughs> my sister was the funny one. I mean, really. Yeah, like slapstick, funny faces. Right. Oh, off the wall. Voices. And they're like, ah. They really thought it was a bad move. What What do they think you should do? They thought I should go work for Channel 4 News. Because I, I did do that for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I hate this. What were you doing? Answering the phone. Oh. And, uh, and screwing up massively. I told some guy that his... Um, his brother-in-law died on a message note once. <laughs> Terrible. Sorry. You had to convey the info somehow. Yeah. Uh, just And then they also like would lie a lot about the news. So I was like, this is kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not snowing outside. And you're saying it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I just, I, moved, I just tried and started and then had like little touches of working and little, little like, oh, maybe this will be it. And, and then it just never. Did you move out here right away? No, I lived in New York for a while. Oh, okay. And, and things were going good in New York, and I thought they were going so well that I could come here and transfer Instant, the right. success, and it didn't. Didn't at all. I mean, I got some things going. We had like scripts, me and my partners, a bunch of scripts, and then it died out, and then there was like a long drought. And now, were you doing stand-up? Or I know you're UCB, right? I did UCB. I did stand-up. I did, I did Last Comic Standing. Oh, right. I, I just, and you're currently on Funniest Wins. Yes, currently on there. Um, okay, so... What well, you Now, you said you thought that when you came out here, it, it would just instantly pick up. What kind of things were you doing in New York that you were hoping would transfer? Well, I got a show out here. I got a sketch show for VH1. What was that called? It's called Random Play. It was like with like Michael Ian Black and Showalter. Oh, I love them. Yeah, they're the best. I learned a lot from them, too, because I used to do their show in New York and just watch them. Stella? Yeah. Did you watch that? Yes. It was really good. I know. I, I still feel like it was a underappreciated gem. I was ah. just the other day, I was like, I need to get out my Stella DVDs and rewatch that series. The way they would work, the three of them and yeah. riff, I was just blown away. And I would be watching it. I'm like, why isn't this the biggest thing in the country? I know. Cause it's unbelievable. It's three guys in suits riffing. They're not standups. They're not doing sketch. They're just got these personas. It was so good. Yeah. You used to do their show, their live show, or you were on the TV show? I used to do their live show. I used to close their live show with like characters in big, uh, uh, you know, big, big characters or whatever. And then, um, yeah. And then that got me out here mm-hmm. and then it just sort of, you know, you're so naive. You're like, it's all, it's all going to happen so easily. Right. This is just, I mean, why would it stop? Momentum. You it, have momentum. <laughs> the world is easy. Right. You know, and you think that and it's, then it's not. So and, what happened when you got out here? You know, just like we kept, we kept writing scripts every year. Sell a show. No. And then I would sell it with the partners. I'd sell one for myself to be in. No. Like and I had you, one you year, like, s- shit my dad says, beat me out. Because I had the same idea. It was like, <laughs> like with a dad. And it was good, you know. And, and, sorry, I cut you off. Well, I was saying you would try to sell a show and not sell it, or you'd sell it and no, it wouldn't get made. No, I would sell it and it wouldn't get made. Oh. So you were making money, though, I was. Right? I was making, like, I would make one script a year money, mm-hmm. which isn't really enough to live on, but it's okay. Right. You know, in L.A., it's not a lot. And so I was like, okay, you know, and I was always kind of like... 
just it just wouldn't work. They would always say no. I'd go to commercial auditions. I'd never booked a commercial. I just stopped. I would go on guest star party and would never a terrible auditioner. I think I must be that as well. I was thinking about that recently. Oh, like, who can audition? What an awful process. People, you know who can audition? People who work a lot. They must. I guess they. I look. There's a lot of people I look at just lately. I've They're all sociopaths, about this. though. There's a lot of people I look at who I'm. I'm not overwhelmed by their talent. But they're in everything. And I'm like, those people, what they must be really good at is auditioning. Yeah. Because they convince people to put them in their things and they're okay, but they're not great. Yeah. But then, yeah, I, I haven't cracked that how to audition successfully bug like at all. What do you need to do that for, though? Why would you need to audition? You have this. This is fantastic. You're right. This is way better. Have you ever, have you ever done a guest part? Have you ever done a guest part? Well, I had a little Roland Adams movie, but that doesn't really that count. Doesn't, that doesn't count. No, because that's only, connected only, through this. Yeah, and he knows you and he treats you well. Right. What I'm saying is you have four lines on a Fox sitcom. No, I haven't had one of those. It's awful. What's it like? It's truly awful. Okay, you drive to the gate and they go, you can't go through this gate. You've got to go to the one that's three miles away. <laughs> you turn around, you go over there, you walk four miles, you get to the set some guy with a mic in his head goes, oh, you're in here. You sit there in a box for three, four hours until they're ready for you. It's terrible. I mean, I don't like it. I mean, you know, this is me. And then, no, it's, it does sound nerve Like, you know, it's just not, I don't know. It seems like a lot of work. Wouldn't yeah. you rather just come here and be funny? Yeah, I would. I mean, you your know, show um, was so great the other day. That was such a thrill to watch you guys. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I, I had, I was, I was like, oh God, we're so boring. No, you guys were great. No, I don't know. You guys were great. Um, you guys are so strong that it's hard to jump in. But I thought you got, so for the listener who's like, what are they talking about? You're talking about when you and Busy came on the Adam Carolla show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys were great. I thought okay, okay, jumped good, in. Yeah, good. Really, I'll really, really strong. Speaking of strong, you better be strong to carry a humongous bag of dog food for your dog. And I know that you have a puppy now, so this might be of interest for you. I think it will. Petflow.com is a way that you can schedule delivery of pet food and it will come right to your door. It's shipped free. I love this. And you don't have, yeah, you don't what have What is to- it? Petflow.com? Petflow.com. Yeah. And you don't have to do the thing where you realize, oh, shoot, I forgot to get dog food and you have to go out late at night and <sighs> then you pick up the giant bag and then it's all greasy and you end up smelling like dog food and Petflow. Um, and by the way, if you're going to go to Petflow.com, which I think you should, give it a try today. You get 20% off your pet's favorite food if you use the promo code best friend. Again, that's promo code best friend. And they have stuff for dogs and cats. And it's not just food. They also have treats, toys, feeders, leashes, beds, and more. And they have daily doorbusters with prices as cheap as one penny. And they have more than 100 health-conscious pet supply brands for customers to choose from. Um, they have the kind of food that Oliver eats. Uh, and he eats like a special... Yuppie dog food. So give PetFlow.com a try today. Get 20% off your pet's favorite food. Use promo code BESTFRIEND to help support the show and our advertisers. I feel like I have to say what kind of food it is now. Now that I said it's yuppie food, it's, um, well, he's very finicky, but currently he eats, I think it's called blue buffalo, and I think it's lamb and um, sweet potato, not yeah. lamb and brown rice, as you might expect. Is it good? Is it good? Is it dry or what? It's dry. Okay. It's kibble. It smells, like when I open the bag, I yeah. think... It smells like yam fries or something. It actually yeah. does smell really good. I'm so trying to get I'm my, tuck into my it. last dog had tumors all over him, and no. I know it was from the food. I'm trying get it, to get your dog on a different kind of food. What's your dog's name? Duke. No, that's a good dog name. Yeah, good not my best name. friend though. Right now, he just wakes you in the middle of the night. How just, old is he? Just jumps on the bed in the middle of the night. 
Like, yeah. hey, let's, what's up? How old is he? It's like eight months, nine months. Oh, so he like doesn't really look like a puppy anymore, but no. acts like one? That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. And I keep forgetting. And he's fine. He's a good dog, but he just wants... You know, it's the breed, too. I, I wish you wouldn't have got a golden retriever. They want so much, and the more you give them, the more they want. And I go into my room to change, and he just stands in the way. And I go right, and he goes right. <laughs> and I go left, and he goes left. So he's a shadow again. Effing shadow. And I'm like crazy. I can't have it. I can't yeah. have something following me. And is it because you're at home more that the dog is following you? I'm home. You? I'm in the office. And he likes me. He doesn't like her. And not to, not to be... I don't know. I don't know. He likes me. Well, you take care of him, right? Yeah, I feed him. Yeah. I think that's why. So it's like this thing, noose around my neck. I'm like, oh, God, the dog. <laughs> so here's a question. A question I have about couples where the man is younger and um, not as successful at the beginning. I always look at that and I think, I wonder if, this is a rude question I'm realizing, but I wonder if, to me, the danger in, this is, I have to make this hypothetical. To me, the danger in those situations would be that the guy would be tempted to be with, to find the woman who is younger and just starting out who's going to be like, oh my God, you're like a God to me. Yeah, I know. As opposed to the woman that he's with who like knows exactly what he is. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a realist and I'm also a masochist. So <laughs> I thought it was the same thing. Like I met her and I was like, oh, there's nobody that's going to be as funny or as pretty that I'm going to meet. And I'd had a girlfriend who wasn't that smart. And um, I was like, oh, enough, enough of that. I had someone who thought I was God. Mm-hmm. I did. And you got tired of it. Yeah. And she was older too. Oh, interesting. She was much older. So I guess I've been always running to like older women. Uh, I, 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 I don't know why I do that. I think I do that because um, I want to elevate myself at all times. Like I've always – part of the thing in the movie is like I'm always friends with people who are really successful. Mm-hmm. I always try to – but I'm always at the bottom too. Yeah. So it's, I think that's kind of masochistic you know, because I could just go hang out with my friends who are dipshits back in Boston. Or not, not that they're dipshits, but they're just like – you know, they don't care about they're – right. not, they're not aspirational. So yeah, I've always tried to do that and – like bite the bullet. Like I know that this is this is going to be good for me. Mm-hmm. I know this is the right choice for me. I know it is, even though I'm going to fight it. I remember I tried to break up with my wife, and someone pulled me aside and was like, "Before we married, they were like, what are you doing?'" <laughs> and I was like, oh, "I can't. I can't be with somebody. I don't want to deal with anybody. I just want to be by myself." And they were like, "You better, better, better not let her go." And I was like, uh, "Okay." That was it? Yeah. I mean, what do you roll the dice, don't you? Yeah. Don't, didn't yeah. you roll the dice a little bit? Oh, yeah. I rolled course. it a lot. But uh, what are you going to do? And there's no happiness anywhere. Oh, you that's know, super depressing. I, no, that's but true. there's not. I mean, single people, I don't think they're happy, and married people, and it's just up and down. And you have 20 minutes of unhappiness, and then you have an hour of real happiness. Mm-hmm. And, and people that define everything, I don't. Well, here's a question I have, and I don't know how much you can answer it. I'm asking it anyway. The movie ends in a way that is, um, it's not like everything. This, I'm, it's open-ended. This, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Can you, to whatever extent you feel comfortable talking about, because of course I want to be like, well, what does it mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you talk about what, however, whatever you want to say about it? I hate, I hate endings that are wrapped up in a ball. I thought the greatest ending of all time, and a lot of people had trouble with it, was Sopranos. 
He's sitting at the table. He's eating his meal. And he's looking at the door. Mm-hmm. Greatest ending of all time. That's his hell. His hell is now. And maybe he'll go on to an afterlife. And maybe he'll get shot. When he gets shot, it'll be over. And it'll be better when Tony dies. Mm-hmm. But sitting in there with the jukebox. So that's, I like open-ended stuff. And so it's it was a, really powerful. Oh, I mean, good, it was, good. Yeah. It, Thank you it, so much. It worked. But but because you're sitting here and I have the you know privilege of being able to ask yeah, you yeah, sort of what I love was... it. I love talking about myself. <laughs> um, I never get to do it. I feel like you must be doing it a lot, right? L- this, this week, but that's yeah. the first time in my life. That's my mother. She was like, I was like, are you getting sick of this? Because she's been going to all the podcasts uh-huh. with me. And she and I like she's like she's like I've been waiting forty years for this. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's so sweet. So um, so yeah, I'm just wondering about your just your sort of thought process in that ending. Yeah, we 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 had an I had an ending that was like I was gonna do that was all sweet and everything, and it seemed so false. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seemed like they get back together and everything's perfect. It's just not the case. It'll never be that way, or at least for this relationship that I was trying. You know. Um, so yeah, I just like open-ended stuff. Now, how come, so Busy Phillips plays your wife in the movie who was based on your wife in real life. Yeah. But how come you had the character named Busy? Uh, because we, we had started some, we did some web shorts. Oh, right. And so the, the question was, well, we, did we change her name? And we didn't. And I would, I would have changed that if I could have. To your wife's name, or to no, a, just to a different name, right? I would, but I mean, in terms of enthusiasm, Cheryl plays Cheryl, so I don't think it. I don't think it's a problem, but yeah, I, 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 I again, it's the first movie, so there's things I would do. I watched it last night, and I was like, oh god, oh god. There's so it's there's it's so much fun for a fan of comedy because there are so many cameos, uh, so like thanks. almost. Everyone you'd want to be in the movie is in the movie. How how did you get everyone? I'm just so lucky. Like I don't know. I don't know. I just it's not, I, not a satisfying answer for me. <laughs> I, I guess I, I guess I I, I I what I think honestly is I'm such a fan of comedy and those guys and I I hide them, hold them in such high regard that I think I just won them over with like you're so amazing. Can you? And it's all genuine, but um, I think they were just willing to come out, going to shows. It's a great community here. L.A., the comedians here, the team, people that came out of UCB, the people that came out of Groundlings. I mean, Adam came out of the Groundlings, right? Mm-hmm. Did you go? Did you do that too? Um, I did UCB yeah. in New York a little bit, but I, I didn't. I didn't like but, go do the whole thing. But there's a certain kind of tone that those four guys set for people. I mean, Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, Ian Roberts, and Matt Walsh. And when I took it, I was like, "Oh, they're so funny. They're going to be dicks." <laughs> And it's not that way at all. Mm-mm. They're morally sound and they stand up for the little guy and they're, you know, they point it out when something's wrong and they take a stand. And I thought, oh my God, I was so impressed with that. And that trickled down to everybody. It trickled down to Rob Cordry, I think. I think it trickled down to everybody. And so it's just a nice community. Everybody was willing. That's all I could say, I guess. It's nothing I did. I'm not there agree. But I did go to shows and I, did, I was like in the wings like, yes. Did you know everyone? Like, is everyone in there someone that you have a connection with or were some of the people just people that you really admired their work and tried to get in touch with them to be in the movie? I knew everybody except Busy. And I stole her email to get I – <laughs> I took her email from somebody and emailed her. And what made you want her? I mean, she's great in it. She just had this, like, tomboy quality that I thought, oh, everyone loves that. Everybody loves that girl that can – 
get in the mix. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was why. And I just thought the world of her. I was like, oh, my God, that girl's the best. And she really is. And when you get to know her, you're like, oh, my God, she's... But I was really impressed with her when she came in here. Like she, she, she you just so want to be good. a friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. She. I said. I texted her after. I said, "You're so good." She goes. She got offended. She was like, "This is what I do. <laughs> this is my job. I've been doing it since I was 19." I was like, "Okay. All right. All right. Take it easy." <laughs> and we really do have that relationship, which is like, back the f off, you know. And I'm like, "Okay. Okay. When can you come? Can you come <sighs> at two? Can you stay for an hour?" No, Jason. I can't. I have a real job. <laughs> on a network television show. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll call you next week. That's how, how it was. That's how we shot, you know. How does your wife feel about the movie? Because I would say that it doesn't paint... An understatement would be that it doesn't paint the rosiest picture of your marriage. No, it doesn't. It's real honest and brutal. And I, I, I guess I was amazed that she was okay with it. I'm amazed. And she is. She's okay with it. She just knows that it's all I ever wanted. And she's so supportive. I'm so to have your To make your own movie? Yeah. It's all I ever wanted to do. And so she's just so supportive. And uh, I'm trying to like make it up to her in different ways. I mean, I, I, feel like, I feel like I should make something else that's her side, you know, which I would like to do or more her side. Um, if I can – well, I'm, I'm going to – here's a question. In the movie, there's um, – infidelity is addressed. Yes. Now, is that something that you guys have dealt with? Uh, no, no, no. That's, okay. that's made up. I mean, I, again, I don't know if I should be saying what's real and what's not, but you think it's okay to say that? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's too late now, but let's talk about it. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's... Well, if I hadn't asked it that way, then I would have had to say to you, did your wife cheat on you? And that would have made me uncomfortable to say, so... Oh, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you can say whatever you want with me. I've, I'm, okay. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Been... So, so that, was, that was something for the movie then? Yeah, just a story, just a storyline. Mm-hmm. In real life, if something like that happened, what do you think you would do? I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that is like, I'm, I'm more open than that. Meaning what? Meaning like, you know, if she wanted to do that, that would be fine. Really? Well, I think so. I think I'd be okay with it because you can't. I don't like to. I wouldn't want to hold someone down ever. Yeah. I wouldn't want to. Well, I mean, there are people that are like. If that ever happens, I am like it is over. Out the I am door. out of here. And that to out me is door. just like that's it's not I mean, I, I understand emotionally, but just that's on a practical level, that seems so difficult to take that stand just because it's hard to move. <laughs> it's hard to move all your stuff. It's quite a stance. Then hard again. to move all your stuff. <laughs> I agree. You know what I mean? It Who just wants seems to mo- it's like really uprooting your stuff. It seems difficult. That being said, I don't think that I am as much like, oh, yeah, it's all cool. Like yeah. you like it sounds like you would be. Uh, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think sex and uh, touching somebody means anything. Really? Yeah. So uh, you're like real, I just real free love. Free love. <laughs> I just don't think it means anything. It doesn't, it's like, um, having a snack. I mean, do you know what I mean? I, I, I know what you mean. I, I just don't, I know, I know I'm weird for that. No, and I know I'm in the there's minority. There's plenty of people who feel that, there's, there's a lot of people who feel that way. There's a lot of people who have open relationships. I, um... Always wonder and, and, how that works. And I know, it, I know, it gets, it can get very messy. I know that, and not that we have that. But mm-hmm. I, maybe I'd be wrong. Maybe, maybe I would change. It's never happened to me, but I'd like to think that. What are we talking about here? Are we talking about like a one night thing, or are we talking about like a carried on relationship? Are we talking about a, if we're talking about a one night thing, I wouldn't care. But a carried on relationship, you would. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
Oh, I think I would care about all of it. But I think that that I think in general, men can just have a a one night thing, and it doesn't actually. Mean oh yeah, anything. maybe it's maybe I'm being naive. Maybe I don't know how a woman thinks. Maybe a woman thinks differently. Do they? Um, I hate not being a woman. I hate never being a woman and never being able to experience being a woman because I look at things so black and white and I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, and then I have to stop myself and go, well, I'm not a woman. Remember we were in here and I was like, oh, white male thing. I mean, I got to feel crappy all the time. I forgot about that, yeah. And it's not that I don't think your point is valid and you're probably right. It's just like I've never been a woman, so I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't have to, I have to actually stop and imagine, oh yeah, it would suck to walk down the street and worry that someone's going (laughs) to hit you in the head. You know, or it would well, suck to go jogging at night and be like, oh, I'm going to die. You know, it's, it's different. But I still think that anyway when I go jogging. I'm like, <laughs> someone's going to get me. Now you would, yeah, I forgot about that. You mentioned that, was do, someone t- giving you grief about your white male privilege yeah, on a podcast? So, who was that? Someone was, that? someone was giving me grief about, I can't say who it was, but someone oh. was giving me grief about a joke I made where I said, I, I love my black friends. I have some white friends and I have some black friends that I go see and it's 10 black guys. And yes, not all black guys are like this, but I was simply saying how different it is when I hang out with my black friends. I was trying to be funny. Maybe I wasn't. And then I got the riot act because she doesn't see color. Oh, right. And, that and, and she says, I don't see color. And I possible? said, well, do you need glasses? <laughs> so, you know, it's, I, I, I'm very open to what people have to say. I just been blitzed with it on Facebook lately. And I'm like, oh man, I gotta. I think I'm just too sensitive. Like, I, 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 you know, I sponge everything up when I should just be like, oh, whatever. That's hard. I mean, yeah. I do too. I mean, it's, I get different kinds of of grief, but it's really hard not. Do you get to... a lot of grief from this show? With yeah, the listeners. They are they hard on you? No, not not my show. My listeners yeah. are um, the best ever. I love you guys. Yeah. Um, and on Adam's show, I've his seen, listeners read, are the best ever too. I read Adam's comments. I didn't read them the other day when I was on, but I've read them before. He's got very and engaged they, listeners. They, they, and they, they get after it. Yeah. They say they're like, "Wow, I read them." I was like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Stearns. Right. Crazy. Right. Cra- but not crazy so great but when you're when it's your audience. Yes, I mean, yes, yes. Fanatical. I mean, like so, yes. so fanatical. Not crazy. They, but, right. No, they take it really. They're they're really involved. Yes. And, I mean, I know the first time I ever auditioned. On the show, I woke up to just like a flurry of tweets, uh, really positive tweets. Oh. And it was the first time I ever experienced it oh. on that volume. And I was like, I, I knew – because I appeared on Red Eye, which is a, a yeah, show. Yeah, I know Red you, Eye. You know Red Eye? Yeah, yeah. I, I appeared on that a ton in New York. And those yeah. – th- that's almost like a podcast type of audience in terms of – because I, I did a lot of television stuff and I'd done a lot of news. I was on morning TV a lot. I probably got like two letters and a tweet or something in the whole yeah. time I did morning television. Oh, wow. Whereas Red Eye, it was like a very engaged audience, but still nothing on the order of Adam's audience. Yeah. And I had, like I said, I'd never experienced was that. Was that the greatest moment of your life when you read those tweets? It, I don't know. Greatest say moment was, in your career? I wouldn't say it was the greatest moment. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but it well, did. What was? What was? The greatest moment of my career? Yeah. God. I know mine. You do? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head what mine is. Although well, I, I know mine. Prob- it was yeah, last night. Yours? It okay. was last night. Really, the premiere. Yeah, it was the best. Did it like fill up all the empty spaces inside you? Yeah, we had screened it Tuesday night, and it was good. But it was to all social media people, mm-hmm. like nineteen-year-olds. The movie's not for nineteen-year-olds. So what was l- not last, last night, night was like, like it was every joke. 
And I'm sure it's weighted because it's my friends, a lot of my friends. But still, it was like, oh my God, it's, it was so good. It was, so, it was over. It was finally over. Yeah. You know, just to see stuff and go, just to have people get it and understand what it was. And, you know, and they, or they understand little things and you're like, you know, I don't know if they're going to get this, but they do, they get it. You know, that's fun. It was just so great. It does feel good. Actually, that's making, I'm remembering now. And it took me so long. Yeah. You know, it took me 20 years. Well, what, I want to know what made you decide to do Jason Nash's Married what as a was movie. Your, what was your, what was your moment? Okay. I think. Well, are you, you were doing TV and radio before this? Yeah. Well, that's I'm a journalist cool. originally. That okay, was journalism my, degree. My thing. Uh, English, English, English degree. degree, but yeah, I, w- I was a writer for magazines for years. How did you make the jump to TV? I was working at Time Out New York, okay. and they sent an email around this. That's a good place to be. I remember yeah. that was that had like a lot of pull when I was in New York. It, it was yeah. kind of like the thing to read. If you wanted to do stuff in the city, I remember as a comedian, if you got in there, right. you were psyched. Do you remember Jane Borden? I remember the name. I didn't know her. I never knew any of them, but sometimes they would mention you and you'd be like, oh, thank God. She was the editor of the comedy section. And um, I just found out she's, she lives out here now. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, so they sent an email around that said that we're looking like NBC wants to do a segment on weekend today in New York where they talk about, or where we talk about events going on in the city. And we're looking for like a rotating panel of editors Mm -hmm. who'd like to be on the segment um, you know, is anyone interested? And I wrote back like right away, like, yes, I am. Wow. Um, and I, I was trying to figure out recently, like, you know, why, what made me just be like, me, me, yes. And I think it's just that I don't get state. I, I've always been comfortable public speaking. I don't get stage fright That's in the great. way that most people do. Just knock it out. Huh? But I get it in at a party making small talk. You know, uh-huh. it's like that. So but e- somehow I'm comfortable. Like I would, em- you know, when I used to work at the OC Weekly, which is the LA Weekly sister paper out here, like I emceed a reading that we had. And, and I also used to play in a band, so yeah. I was comfortable. So anyway, I did that. And then they liked me so much that they're like, let's not do the rotating panel of editors. Let's just have you do it. And I did oh that God. for three years. Um, so that's how I started doing that. But anyway, I think for me, I remembered... Um, I don't know if it was like the best moment of my career, but a highlight for sure was the very first time I ever did this podcast live. Gary was there. We did it at uh, UCB out here and it was full and it was like the first because I had done a lot of performing on Adam's pod. We did a lot of live performances on the Adam Carolla show and those were always fun. But this was different because it was like, oh, these are my people. These are the people that came to see this live. And it was, yeah, that feeling you're talking about where it's like. Every, you hit, you hit yes. something. You you punched through the wall, and you were like, "Oh my god!" I connected. Yes, yes. And it's like every and I felt so safe. It's, it sounds like cheesy when people say that, but it's like, yeah. even no, it was a really warm energy. Yes, like everyone oh. in the room was in before we before right. we hit the music. Like I didn't like whether was, I was funny or even just hoping to be funny. They just laughed. They like, just they ended loved, up. They, they, they loved, loved everything. You. They were just. It was just so much con- goodwill. They had such a connection with you. Yeah. After hearing listening to you every day, that they were just so thrilled to get a peek at you. It was intoxicating. So awesome. I was like, oh, this is why people, because I never, I, I've, I did stand up a tiny bit, but I like never loved it in the way that people do. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is why people love performing for their audience. It's, yeah. it's different than when you're, you know, when I'm performing for Adam's audience, even though they're kind of my audience too, but it's, it has a different feeling. You don't think of it, right? You're like, they're here for Adam. They're here for Adam. That's what you think, right? But then until you got there, you were like, oh, yeah. no, they're here for me, too. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, it di- I didn't, right, it didn't dawn on me. It didn't until, dawn on you. 
We've also um, – when we do shows at Caroline's in New York, yeah. those always are really, really – Amazing. Amazing, right? Yeah. Caroline's a good space. It is. Really. I bet it's great for the podcast, too, because it's wide. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, that last night, I was at the premiere, and I was like, for a while, I honestly was like, oh, who are we here for? Like, is Daniel Tosh going to show up? Or <laughs> is this Patton Oswalt's premiere? And I was like, oh, no, it's no, yours. no. It's It's mine. And it was weird. Yeah. It was weird, because you don't think of yourself as worthy, or you've never had that experience, or, yeah. That's really cool. It was full standing room only. It was really good. That's awesome. Yeah, so, okay, you. so let's talk about I want to find out what made you decide to do it as a movie as opposed to the various other things you could do it as um but first let's talk about the fact that it is getting so hot it is super hot i was just in phoenix it was 159 degrees <sighs> and here's the thing when it's super hot you don't want to have you don't want to be weighed down with stubble no you want to be sleek and hairless uh or at least well groomed and you know what you need for that? You need the No-No Pro. It's just this little electronic portable device, and you just glide it along your skin, and it removes the hair. And I love it because it is totally painless. Um, when they gave it to me, or when they let me try it, I was like, I don't know. I'm afraid of this because I feel like you, Jason Nash. I'm very sensitive, and I feel everything. <laughs> Someone gets a paper cut across the room. I say, ouch, I bleed. <laughs> um, but I overcame my fears, and I tried it. And the thing is, not only is the No-No Pro painless, but you actually don't even feel it. Like I, I didn't even feel it using it. Um, no more nicks, cuts, ingrown hairs. No-No Pro works on all skin types, all hair colors, safe and effective for both men and women. And the No-No Pro is up to 35% stronger than the No-No. Uh, and it can remove coarse hair and thick hair more effectively. So that makes it a great choice for guys. More and more guys are stealing their No-No Pro from their ladies. So get your own No-No Pro, you guys. Uh, and the more you use it, the less you need to use it. So special offer for you guys, my listeners. You get the No-No Pro device. You get an exclusive facial kit. You get a snazzy travel case. If you order online, you get a free gift card. And the entire purchase is backed by No-No's triple guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay for you to ship it back to them. You don't risk a penny to try No-No today. Call for details. Terms and conditions may apply. Uh, here's how you get it. Write this down. Go to nonoprobestfriend.com or call 800-336-1665. Again, that's nonoprobestfriend.com or 800-336-1665. Okay. So yeah, what made you decide to do a feature? I just had done a lot of web series and it wasn't really getting me anywhere. And I just thought, oh, it's, you know, why would I do that? And so I just, they gave me money to do a web series and I made a movie. Is that Comedy Central did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they know you were going to do that? No. Were you worried at all? They were going to be like, great, where's our web series? <laughs> um, it was such a little amount of money oh. that I thought, well, I'll just pay it back or I'll just find some way to. Right. But then they were cool with it. Yeah. They were fine with it. It was a real Hail Mary. It was just like, oh, just out of desperation, like um, doing things and not getting anything made. I was like, oh, I, ha- I have to just do something on my own. I, I saw Louis. I, I was watching. I, I follow Louis CK's career. I don't know him, mm-hmm. but I would just be like, "Wow, wow!" I was like, "I'm going to do that." Because it's really, it's really interesting. It seems like more and more people who have online presences, presences, present size, <laughs> more and more people are making their own feature film. Like I've noticed yeah. a, a, a trend towards that, and it's really, it's really smart. Yeah, I mean, I guess nowadays when you can just release it on your own. Now, is it having a theatrical release at all? A, a, or we, no? a week at I pick okay. in Westwood, and maybe right. more. Right now, that's all we have. Mm-hmm. It's good. I mean, a week is good. Yeah, and I would, I would just love to get it 
into you know higher on iTunes and just get people to see it. It's interesting. It's a total experiment, and and I don't know if it's um, financially great. You know, I don't know if they're going to make their money back mm-hmm. or or what. But it sounds like they didn't put that much in. They didn't. So we'll see. And uh, I'm just really grateful for the opportunity with them and really grateful to all the people that helped me. And now let's talk about Vine for a moment. And yeah. then let's move on to just me or everyone. But with Vine, so you have I, – do I even need to – I feel like I need to explain Vine because I feel like there's probably a few people out there who don't v- use it. Vine is cra- – it's crazy. It's the craziest thing I ever heard of. It's like Instagram but it's videos and there's there's six seconds and they go in a loop. Yeah. And it's also like – it has a lot of followers. This has a lot of kids on it and it pays money. How does that work? It, it just pays money because it's like people now ask you to make branded six second things. Right. And so you get paid to. Like, is know, it good money? Yeah, it's pretty good. Should I get into the Vine thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd probably do really well because you already have an audience here. You know? How did. So you have a humongous Vine audience. Yeah. Um,. How did you build that? I just got in really early. And when I got in early, it, it took off for a lot of people. And they were there at the right time. Do so, you do a vine a day? I do one a day. And so, how, how much work do you put into – because I remember having a conversation with Greg Fitzsimmons a while ago where he's like, I think I'm going to like – I think I'm going to start doing vines and I'm going to like buy a video camera and do all this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know that – can you – don't you have to use the built-in camera? You, you, there's a Maybe way. You don't need to. You, you're supposed to, and you, you should, because it's it's a lot of work the other way. But you right. can you can shoot stuff on video. You just have to get the aspect ratio right, and then you have to like secretly upload it. There's like a weird secret upload trick. Is that what you do? Sometimes. I mean, it just one, seems like a lot of work. It's a lot of work. The ones I like the best are the ones that don't do well. They're like little character pieces, and the ones uh-huh. that do the best are broad. Really? Yeah, and then I. Uh, I have to go back and forth between that. In terms of what you do? Yeah, because people like I well, for a while I had to I was trying to get enough followers to support my family. And so I needed to get to a certain number. So I started and it's it's really shitty and hoary, but it's the truth. I was you know, I was doing a lot of things that would get good numbers and not necessarily what I thought was Right. I mean I thought they were funny what I was doing, but they weren't like my passion. That's interesting though. So you know what is pop because my my, oftentimes I feel like if people really knew what was popular then that's all they would do and it's oftentimes a crapshoot. But you 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 knew what was gonna be big on Vine. You can kinda tell, I mean there's really there's really easy stuff you can do that'll do well and I don't do that. Right. But there's stuff that you're like or there's there's a way to like um collaborate with people oh right and that does well and then uh but it's a weird beast it's so weird i, I can't even describe it it's all kids and i'm so old on and it. you can and, make money on it by the more followers you have the more you're offered for branded content yeah. is there like a service that because i know for yeah. twitter um there's these various services that will like you sign up and then they send you offers which I've never, I don't think I've ever really done those. Though. Maybe I did a few way back in the day, but oftentimes it's like the amount they'll give you isn't enough to warrant bumming everyone out. Yeah, right. That's true. And I get those but offers too. Yeah, but if I they turn them down, better, but, yeah, better offers, sure. <laughs> well, I, the way I look at it is I have people that I love on Vine and they're hilarious. And if they throw an ad in, I'm like, good for you. Yeah. Make the money. It was six seconds that I had to watch. And you know what? It was funny. And it's branded. Like you weave it into the yeah, content. Yeah, it's like it's Klondike. Right. And you're like. You make a funny thing I would lo- Like I'm a fan of yours. So if you did a Klondike ad, it'd be like, great. That was funny. And Klondike 
got some press. Good. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not like that. You sold out. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Right. I just need to eat, and I've given you hours of free content. So I think it's silly. Yeah. Let's do just mirror everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me <laughs> or everyone? Uh. All right. Chad says, when driving, I put the heel of my right foot between the brake and the gas pedal and pivot back and forth, never leaving the ground. Um, <laughs> I don't typically drive that way, but I have done that. It's like the poor man's cruise control. But then I, I prefer to have my foot down there as opposed to like just hovering and just using my toe to be on the pedal. Jason, when you drive, is your foot planted or is your foot free? Freaking planted, Chad. Really? Yeah, just you, Chad. <laughs> no, I think you agree with him. Yeah. Oh, wait, I thought he has it in the air. No, no, no. Oh, he's got it down. No, he has it planted, yeah. Oh, Chad, you're wonderful. Okay. It's all of us. Jason Dick says, I have to clear my throat, but someone else does it before I do. I wait a few seconds so they won't think I'm copying them. <laughs> I don't know if I... I could see that. I don't know if I do that. <laughs> You know what I don't like is when you're around someone smoking and then you start coughing, not because they're smoking, but they think that you're trying to send them a message. And you're, I still remember being at a coffee house many years ago and like walking outside and nod to the Thursday show, fondleering, which is there's a guy named Matt Fondelier and there's all sorts of things that we refer to as fondleering. But one of them is when you like accidentally swallow your own spit wrong and then you start choking. <laughs> so that started happening. So I was coughing like like trying to get something out of my throat. <coughs> and yeah. I just remember this woman was like, if it bothers you so much, why don't you go stand over there? Yeah. And I was like, no, I was, I just swallowed wrong. But I felt like an asshole. Did you, did you convince her that you had swallowed wrong? I don't think so because in the course of me saying, no, you don't understand, I was also like, but she's being kind of a dick about it. Oh, what a great enthusiasm plot. Yes. So good. So many things no, like no, that. No, it wasn't, it wasn't me. I was, <laughs> I swallowed know. my spit. But why are you being so aggressive about it? <laughs> no, no. Aaron North says, yawned at my cat to try to make him yawn. <laughs> oh, oh, damn it. Just talking about yawning. Yeah, I don't think uh, I, that you are. I don't think animals are susceptible to the contagious yawn. Bonzer says, sometimes I... <laughs> this one, I can't even read it or say it without laughing because I am a child. Sometimes I make my poops. That's M apostrophe P O O P S. Sometimes, sometimes I make my poops with the lights out because it's peaceful and meditative. Cleanup is easier than you'd think. No, I, I typically like to have nice the light on poop. in the bathroom. <laughs> and but as a child, I used to not in the middle of the night if I was um, going You're, using the bathroom, I would not turn the light on because there's a nightlight in there. Sounds like Bonzer's embarrassed. Maybe. Is there some shame issue you're talking about? He's yeah. saying it's peaceful and meditative. I, now, even in the middle of the night, I turn the light on. What about you guys? I guess I could see doing that. That'd be okay in the middle of the night. I mean, yeah, you don't want to wake up too much. I mean, I guess I could do it with the lights out if that's what he wants me to do. <laughs> sure, in the middle of the night. But do you typically turn, if it's the middle of the night, would you typically turn the light on? No. Meditative? I don't know about meditative. Yeah. Abe Lopez says, annoyed that deodorant is so narrow. I'm tired and uncoordinated in the morning. Tend to knock it over and other stuff over like Domino's. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I thought he meant 
like he wants a broader surface, a broader area of contact. But ugh, that can ruin a day to knock, <laughs> to have like the bathroom product domino situation happen. <laughs> Uh, just you. I, I, I think that's okay. I got other, I got other quirks and issues for sure, but not that one. I don't wear deodorant. Really? No, not at all. Not really. And you don't even smell. I think it's. I heard it's bad for you. I've heard that too, but I try just not to move a lot and not sweat after I take a shower. You just took a whiff of your pit. How was it? Everyone it's here okay. is now sniffing it's, their pits. It's musky. Ray Morgan, do you have one armpit that smells more than the other? Because I feel like everyone does. What? Usually there's one armpit that'll have a little more of a funk than the other. I remember my brother pointing this out to me on himself years and years ago. And now I'm like, I think it's right. One is usually a little, little right. gamier. Yeah, I don't know which one is the dominant one, though. Ray Morgan says, whenever I'm introduced to a woman, I don't know whether to shake hands or hug and which one I pick is usually wrong. Hmm. Yeah, there's always the awkward, oh, uh, uh, that kind of, like, sort yeah. of, are we shaking, are we hugging, are we high-fiving? That I always, can be. always shake and high-five, because you don't want to assume that, you know, you're going to press up against their boobs. Because that's, that's, to me, that's problematic. There's that a unique sense. one with this show where I always go for the handshake with a female guest, but by the end of the podcast, I'll go to shake their hand again, and they always go for the hug. That's interesting. Yeah. Because you're good at this and they feel warmer and Yeah, they've opened up. Yeah. Yeah, f- yeah. Allison's opened them up. Yeah. That's right. 100%. That's right. Olivia Stagey Jones says, just me or everyone, when there is a fly in the car, I focus more on getting it out than driving. All hell breaks loose when it's a bee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to. You have <laughs> to focus on getting the bug out of the car or just pull over or something. I can't drive with a bug flying around my face. Pulling over is your strategy? Well, I'll roll all the windows down and just start speeding as fast as I can. Here's a question. That's smart. To suck it out. If a fly is flying in your car, but it's also driving in the car, how fast is it going? Really fast. I like that. That's good. No one's ever been able to answer that for me. I'm sure scientists could, but I've always asked that, what are their question? Good question. Danny says, just mirror everyone. Wonder who the nasty people are that manage to spray crap oh yeah, up the walls, floors, toilet seats, and public restrooms. What the hell? Yes. I don't know. I worked there was a guy at work that had a colostomy bag. Oh, that's it. And I think that that accounted for a large part of it. And I always felt like a real dick because it seems to be this new thing where I'm referring to myself as a dick. It's strange and it's gender inappropriate. Um Oh, or stop. maybe it's okay. Stop. I'm not. Please. If, can you please say dick as much as you want? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. Oh. Oh, no. you're, not saying, I, oh you're not saying it would be offensive towards me, no, right? Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. I wish I cared that much. <laughs> no, I'm saying gender inappropriate because I don't have a dick. Right. So that would be offensive to someone who was like a transvestite? Is that what you mean? No, I just mean it doesn't quite work. But I think it does. I, 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 See, this is the mind. kind of thing that yeah. I, I don't like. Getting trapped in this ridiculous I just, conversation. I just think it's like I, we're just cutting out words now. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I know, I know, I know your feelings are hurt, but can we just try to get along? That's right. <laughs> anyway, I always felt like a jerk for finding the whole math bathroom situation disgusting when this guy was like fighting for his life and had a me back. Right. That's but a dick move. Still... I just think there's a real visceral reaction to someone's shit on the wall. 
Oh. I try not to shit publicly anyway. Really? Never. Why would you? Why would you subject yourself to that? Never. Because? Unless it's like a nice bathroom that's clean. At work? Shitting at work? Sometimes you just have to. If you've been out all day and you're drinking coffee or what have you, sometimes you just have no choice. I guess so. Speaking of, I've talked to people. By that, I mean they've sent in tweets. People who find it yucky, for lack of a better word, when they sit in a seat that's warm (sighs) from someone else. And I was like, I don't mind that. But you know what I do mind? What? Sitting on a toilet seat that's warm from someone else. (laughs) That, and I think I had that experience today, that is a special kind of disgusting intimacy. (laughs) Yeah. You're getting their flavor. Nick Wehrein says, find, and this is the last one, finding a stain on your shirt after you've already left for the day. Talk about self-conscious. Give me a zit any day. Um, no, I prefer the stain on my shirt to the zit. I mean, it depends what color the shirt is. I don't wear a lot of light colors for just that reason. Do you ever go, well, I'm, I'm paid to be funny, so it doesn't matter. Do you ever do that? I try, I, I do that I try to do that. I, I try that to time. say, like, makes I'm me, makes not. Makes my wife crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you need a nice suit. I'm like, no, I don't. Nobody cares. And it's just my way of not trying. Yeah. I have that too. Yeah. Because I go, you know, I'm not a model. I'm right. Because I'm a personality and yeah. it doesn't even matter. But I, it really is. I don't is, need to shower. Yeah. It really is because I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to deal with all that. Like, yeah. Like I actually have, I have a photo shoot coming up for a, there's uh, a magazine that's doing a story about me, which I don't, this awful. is like my first photo shoot, I think for a mm-hmm. magazine store. I don't normally do this stuff. Um, and they 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 want to shoot me in an outfit of my choosing, and I was like, if I were smart, I would hire a stylist or something to do that because I don't I don't like I I don't know how I don't this is not my good stylist get you not there, my though. thing. You might get a great stylist if it's in a good magazine. I don't think they have a. I don't think they're providing a stylist. Is it pet business? Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's P- pet pizza fancy. today. <laughs> pizza today. It's just a formerly fat weekly FFW. <laughs> So it's pretty much they're just gonna it's just gonna be vertical stripes and dark colors. <laughs> um, Jason Nash, it was so much fun having you on my podcast. I, I cannot thank you enough. You're an excellent interviewer. Oh, thank a you. A professional and hilarious, and I really appreciate you having me on. And there's a lot of shows you go to. Sucks, right? Well, they don't suck. They just they're there to talk about themselves, or they didn't watch the movie, and so it's really nice to, you know, get to talk about it. I appreciate it. So I'm like your favorite, right? Pretty much. I think so. <laughs> you the, you then Adam. Perfect. You and Adam tied. I, I, I love Adam. I'm an Adam dork. I mean, I get that you have a history, but let's just look at the facts here. <laughs> I watched the whole movie. That's he true. might have, but I no, was sure more vocal about it. Yeah, I love it. I spent more time on just you. You did. Uh, you're number one. You're right. Okay. You're right. I Thank love you. it. And I, I mean, I, just until you walk out the door. And no, then we can no, be back no, to being no, tied. no, no. Listen, who turns the lights? Who pays for the lights around here, though? We have to say Adam. I mean, he doesn't listen, though. Oh, he doesn't. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. He's probably yeah. Doesn't. No, he's great. I just he want... probably does so many shows that he can't listen to anything. Doesn't he do like three shows a week or something? He does a lot. He's very three. busy. I mean, three other. Don't he seem to do like this show and then two more? He does like nine episodes a week at least. Not, he, no, like, I didn't mean, I meant yeah. like he has yeah, other shows. He has like four three. Four total. Yeah, four shows. Okay. I feel like he would want me to be your four. favorite because it would take, it would put less pressure on him. Good. That makes sense. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. Did you, Gary, were you going to say something? Uh, four. My mistake. Not five. Yeah. Oh. I know. I know. He's amazing. 
Um, well, thank you. And if anybody wants to buy the movie, it's out there. Yes, thank please. Every, I recommend it. Everyone go out and get it. It's funny and it's sweet and it's melancholy. And it is um, it's not a bullshit take on relationships. It's a very like complex and realistic take. And it has a bazillion of your favorite people, some of them including Matt Walsh, who's been a guest on the show, Paul F. Tompkins, who's been a guest on the show, um, April Richardson, well, a cameo. Yeah, but I she's just really did funny. Her, yeah, I did her Saved by the Bell podcast yeah. recently. Um, Nick Swardson. Uh, oh, TJ Miller, yeah. who we all love. He's been on this show. Who are some of the other? Andy Daly. Da- Andy Daly. Andy, oh, I love Andy Daly. John Ross Bowie. Jordan, it's, Jordan Rubin. It's Paul just Shear. constantly you're just like, Cordry. oh, that guy. I love him. I love him. I love her. I love him. I love her. Oh, Mary uh, Lynn Ricegub. Yeah, it's just it's uh, just filled with people that you want to see. And you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't want to buy the movie and That's pay. bad. No, I know. I'm no one. No. I, I don't want to. If you don't want to buy the movie, you can go see a ton of scenes and deleted scenes at jasonnashesmarried.com. There you go. But you can get it on Amazon, right? Amazon, iTunes, and Vimeo. I would, if you're going to go to Amazon, click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It mm. doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show. And it helps out Jason Nash. Yeah. Um, and we have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go <laughs> fuck yourself. You need, you need this. Search "Hey, go fuck yourself" on your iPhone in the iTunes Store, uh, and then Good for you can, teachers. can get that. Yeah, I think that that actually happened. Someone had it who was a teacher and was like, "All my students heard it," um, but I think that that's hey, fine. They're people too. It's great when it happens in public because then someone will hear it and be like, "Oh, you listen to that show? Yeah, I listen yeah, to that, that show." Icebreaker. There's a, there's a great thing when you love. listen to the same radio show and you get with somebody. You're like, bap, bap, bap. "It's so good!" Like it's my favorite thing in the world. Exactly. Yeah. There's a scene like that. Sort of in your movie. Where? The laundromat scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Casey Wilson, yeah. And your movie had such a great use of car wash, of the car wash. Oh, the car wash scene. Because being a a fellow sort of melancholy, introspective person, I've. Everything that your character was feeling, well, I don't want to say that, but it's just very evocative when you're going through the car wash. The car wash, something about going through a car wash. I don't know what it is. Kind of. It's It's, sad and. and, Especially when it blacks out. You know the moment it blacks out and all it's. You know, yes. It's it's great. Yeah. Something about it. I don't know why. I don't know why everyone doesn't regard it that way, though. Did, did, did you do it as a kid? Yeah. I sometimes. Mean, to go through it as a kid was like, what? It was like a ride. What are we doing? Yeah. Are we going to be okay? I know. I still feel that a little bit. I feel yeah. like, like oh, I, it's it's weird. Like, I'm breathing, but I'm underwater. And That's there's how a I point, feel. There's a point in a car wash where you have to let go. <laughs> and the, the the wheels take you. Yes. And they, they, they go, okay, don't do anything else. Don't hit the gas. Just put it in neutral. And then you're like, I'm in a car and I'm not in control. Right. And it's wet and they, things are flopping around. Yeah. And then I'm always worried, though. I get a little bit of anxiety worrying that I'm not going to like hit the gas at the right time. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Get like, out. A little bit of pressure. Or you're going to get wet. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? How are we not getting wet right now? This is so much water. How am I breathing still? Yeah. How? Right. <laughs> There's so much fresh air in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I love the way you dissected that. That's awesome. Thank you. Really good. If you'd like to hear more stuff like that, we have two special bonus episodes recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. Doug Benson, Matt Costa, Greg Proops, much of the Thursday Gang. You can get those uh, in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. Mm. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. You can follow Jason at – are you Jason – 23 Nash. Jason 23 Nash. Yeah, the guy who has Jason Nash is a real fucker. Yeah. I'm battling with him right now. To get the name? Yeah, he wants like five grand. Really? Yeah. 
I'm like, what does he do? Nothing. He doesn't even use it. He's just holding out. He's we're, squatting. We're holding out on each other. What's the 23? I was just born on the 23rd. Oh, there you go. I had to pick something. And on Vine, what It's just Jason Nash, 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 Nash and Jason23 Nash. Nash on Instagram. Which we need to take a photo. Don't, don't let me forget. Yes, we do. Um, and if you want to email us, we're A-R-I-Y-M-B-F at AdamCorville.com. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you again for doing the show, Jason. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was awesome. And you're Agreed. great. And you're a master of the segue. <laughs> really good. Well, thank you so much. Um, all right. And thank you guys for listening. Go ahead and, and watch the movie. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Just as a reminder, this episode is brought to you by NoNo. To get your NoNo and take advantage of the exclusive offer for my listeners, go to nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. That's nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815.